0: fine new york city headquarters i'm adam teeter and this is a next round conversation we're bringing you these conversations in our regular podcast episodes in order to give you a better idea of what's going on in the alcohol beverage landscape today i'm talking with Tahira habibi the founder of the hue society and the wine and culture festival also a sommelier and just all-around amazing wine entrepreneur tara thank you so much for joining me
1: thank you for having me I'm super excited
0: so, before we talk about the the wine and culture festival, which is like what we're what we're really here for, uh, which <laughs> I'm super excited for, let's talk about the Hue Society. So, what is the Hue Society? When did you start it? Like, give us the rundown.
1: So, Hue Society is a uh, curated community that serves as a lifestyle hub um, for all things related to wine and culture, in the sense of um, censoring the Black voice. So. You know, we do events and educational opportunities. We create access and resources for people um, that have been historically excluded from the conversations and why. And so I founded this in 2017. It was actually a spinoff of a smaller company that I had founded um, when I was working in Miami. And it's really just about community. Um, I, you know, the antithesis of capitalism is community. And so I feel like the wine space operated very much from a place of white male capitalistic um, endeavors. And I just wanted to create something where people could see themselves and they knew that they could come and be seen and heard and loved exactly as they are. And it, they don't have to um, engage in like these these violent, um, ugly cold switching. Like I, I want this part of you, but not that part of you kind of constructs.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes a ton of sense. Um, so at w- at what point when you founded the Hughes Society, did you then also launch the wine and culture festival?
1: Immediately. Okay. <laughs> it was, so were they kind of like
0: ideas that happened at the same time almost?
1: So when I, when I launched Hughes Society, like I said, it was, it was me expanding the the original company that I had founded, which was called Sipping Socials. And when I founded Sipping Socials, I founded it off the basis that I wanted to create something that people, um, particularly black people could learn from through our own experiences, because I know that that mm-hmm. is how we learn. I know that, that that is culturally relevant to us, like things that make sense and not have to go into this other world. And so when I did that and I was very successful with sipping socials, but it was a smaller thing when I decided I wanted to expand, I said, okay, I want to create a society. I want this to go across the nation. I want this to go across the world at some point, you know? Um, and so one of the things as, as far as like being able to learn and celebrate through that lens are, is this festival. It was originally called uh, the black wine experience. And I used to do it at essence festival. Now it's the Wine and Culture Fest because it has expanded, you know, it is still Black centered, but that doesn't mean that it's Black exclusive. And so it has expanded so far. So it's, you know, not just about Black people, there's all kinds of people that are coming to the festival. And I think that it's incredible and it's inc- and it's an incredible connection that you get to see how people are when they're actually in their element and not in these stuffy Am I allowed to cuss? I always ask. You can cut. We, we curse all
0: the time on this thing. So yes, <laughs> drop F-bombs Usually. as much as you want. It's all good.
1: Usually my first question whenever I start a podcast, but I forgot <laughs> today. Uh, but, uh, you know, like these stuffy ass suits and, you know, these these ridiculous, like, I think it's a time and place for it. Um, yeah. But the wine and culture fest is, is culture, right? And so culture can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, but the wine industry lacks culture.
0: Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes, it does. so
1: that is what this is. This is – so the first events that I did, like I said, they were called uh, the Black Wine Experience. And I really centered black winemakers, brand importers, distributors, all of that in the very high-end upscale events. But I also centered the consumers.
0: And so when you were doing it at Essence Fest, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how long long did you do Essence Fest and when did it sort of spin out and become what it is now? Was that – was Did you do it prior to COVID? Was that the last time you did an Essence mm-hmm. I'm just trying to remember. So yeah. will this be the first time it's like kind of standing alone?
1: Yeah. So is this is awesome. the first time that it has expanded this way. So, okay. you know, at Essence, we were still doing the Rose and Rose Awards brunch. We did the, the mm-hmm. tastings and all of those things. But Essence is really expensive and it's difficult to get there. And Hugh Society is all about creating access and resources. And so I said, where can I move this that will be accessible for a, a ton of people to come and support and, you know, just be in community? And Atlanta is a very easy hub.
0: I mean, it's one of my favorite cities, so.
1: Right. It's amazing. So 2017 is when Hugh Society was founded. 2018 was the first black wine experience at Essence. Okay. Like, immediately. And then we did 2019 and now um, obviously we we had planned 2020 out was like in the, in the thick of planning it. And obviously everything mm-hmm. got canceled 2020. And I said, you know what, I'm not going to go back to essence. I want to do this different this year. And so now it's in Atlanta. This is the first year that it'll be in Atlanta. And um, I'm really excited about that because this is also a, a very culturally rich city.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. So, I mean, with, with the festival, in its form that it's taken now, you know, how have you conceived of it? I mean, there's, there's so much happening at this festival. I mean, you have this incredible cookout that's happening on, you know, on a Friday night. Then you have these, this really cool, you know, event with like, rice, which is also centering like rice dishes from around the world and wine, which I think is so super cool. And then a crazy after party. Also there's, there's a lot of partying going on. I don't know. I'm coming. I don't <laughs> it know if I'm going to have the stamina already. to like, I mean, and then there's roses and rosé awards brunch. Like, there's so much. First of all, how are you doing it all, um, and and what was the overall you know vision for what the weekend has become?
1: You know, um, to answer your question about how I'm doing it you all, know, I used to do this by myself, like for sure. <laughs> I learned very quickly that in order for me to scale as an entrepreneur and as a um, as a leader, I had mm-hmm. to hire help. So I hired help. That's how okay. I'm doing it. Like <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> and if I can not give you one tip as being like trying to be a boss, hire people to do the things so that you can go and make money. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, there's, there's three very distinctly distinct days. And I, and I did that intentionally because again, I think that sometimes we get stuck in, in to being a monolith and I wanted to show like, mm-hmm from a cultural perspective, just how dope we are. And so, you know, Friday is the cookout and that is centered around black wine because I needed one day for us where we can just still be, you know, be able to celebrate and show and showcase um, our brands. And, you know, that doesn't just include like wine brands that are made by black people or something like that. It's like executives, you know, brand ambassadors, Mm -hmm. like these people who are very integral in making sure that brands are successful. That's what Friday is about. This is the cookout. I'm sure you've heard this before like you come mm-hmm. to the cookout, you know, you invite it to the cookout. You know, that's that's what this is. Um super laid back, don't be And then Saturday is very um is is is, is almost like a reclamation for me. um, mm-hmm. uh, race. So when you talk about rice, we talk about um we're talking about something that crosses um cultural lines most cultures mm-hmm. cook rice in some capacity but then we're talking about socioeconomics as well rice is a very inexpensive dish so even people who are in poverty to people who um are affluent eat rice in some capacity and you talk about fancy sushi mm-hmm. dishes you talk about rice and honey for people who live in a hood where i'm from right, right. and then um But the most fascinating thing about rice to me and why I really wanted to do this event, and it is is an acronym, it stands for Rising in Community Every Day. But more importantly, rice was the first grain that um, enslaved people farmed when it came over here. Everyone thinks about cotton. But rice is what really put the economy on the map in America while it was forming, uh, and through that free labor, and also it it, it jump started a lot of the um, exportation into other places. And so, you know, we in, in South Carolina, you know, South Carolina gold rice, like yeah. we're gonna have some real conversations around that. But also, we get to see how it has expanded in the world and have like these different cultural dishes and, and their takes on rice and how they make it. So, I just think that it's such an incredible event. You know, we have a bubble room there too, which you know, we we'll have bubbles from around the world and it's a super cool activation. We have a live band and, you know, we're having an after party and it's just a super fun event. Um, but it's also really educational as well.
0: Yeah. So, so during rice, there's a lot of, uh, panels that you're doing, right? So who are some of the people that are speaking and sort of, what are you, what can we expect to hear from them?
1: Yeah. So we're doing a chef panel, um, with Chef Todd Richards and um, Chef De- Deborah Ventrice, um, They're local chefs here from Atlanta, but they are, mm-hmm. you know, renowned chefs. They're James Beard affiliated. They, um, they're they incredible humans as well. Um, and, you know, we're also bringing in Alex from just at Hot Sauce and she's an up and coming chef. She's younger and I, she's going to moderate the panel. And I just think that mm-hmm. this is going to be such a great dynamic um, and conversation really about food culture in wine culture, right? Like how mm-hmm. we always leave our community to go pair wines. We don't yeah. pair wines with the things that we actually eat at home. When you know when we're asked these questions, you don't think about soul food and wine. You don't think about Caribbean food with wine, and we just really need to like crack that conversation open.
0: Well, I love that's why you're doing. I mean, we talk about that a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: at VinePair, that like. Why is it always, why is the wine always like, oh, it's this French cheese and this, you know, this steak preparation Mm -hmm, and whatever mm -hmm. in terms of the only thing that can be paired with wine when that's not what the majority of us eat, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not American food culture, right? Mm -hmm. That's like a very Eurocentric white food culture that we're talking about. So I think this, Mm -hmm. I mean, this event, I'm probably, well, no, I'm actually pretty excited for the cookout. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I'm also very excited (laughs) (laughs) for this event because I think it's so cool that you are going to not only be centering this cuisine, but also educating a lot of people about mm-hmm. it and and making it okay for people to say, like, yeah, I want to talk about my community and my food with wine. You know, I don't want to have to only talk about this one community that like the overall wine industry has said is the correct way to talk mm-hmm. about pairings. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's going to be super cool. Um and so then where does how does the bubble room fit into this? So is it sort of just like on top of it, where you're going to be doing bubble education and things like that throughout the, the event?
1: So it's literally a room. Like it's this okay. thing, a glass room. When you walk in, you're going to feel like you're walking into a bottle of bubbles. Okay. Uh, it's one of my signature activations that we've done and so cool. And it's, it's first of all, it's a great photo opportunity. But more importantly, you know, it also com, kind of t- tackles the misconceptions about bubbles. Right. right. Because, you know, that's a big thing for people and it, it causes anxiety and it doesn't have to like bubbles are pretty simple. It's, yeah. it's really geographical. Like, you know, and, and you, when you once you start figuring that out and you can see for yourself like, OK, Cava comes from Spain. Bacava can also be made the same way as champagne. Champagne is only from, mm-hmm. you know, Champagne, France. Like if those things start to kind of click. And I just I love doing education. This is how I've always done education with all of the organizations that I found it. I love doing education through experiences, like not forcing things down your throat, particularly with wine, right? Because wine mm-hmm. is such a easily intimidating thing. You have all these languages all these words you've never seen, you know, no one likes to feel stupid. No one wants to put themselves out there. And then you, you know, you have Psalms who are just jackasses who enjoy making people feel stupid. And it's just like, we don't have to do that. This Mm is how, you know, we can learn how to do this. You can read this on your own. You can taste these things because that's really how you learn wine from tasting. And so if I'm giving you, um, if I'm telling you that Kava can be made the same way in the same method as champagne and you're able to taste those side by side and you can see those similarities, but know that they're from different places and this is why this is called this and this is called that. That's an easy education and it's enjoyable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I think that's super cool. And then the blind wine tasting that's happening as well is yes. that uh, sort of again, education around just blind tasting and how that works.
1: Well, you know, this is kind of me tapping into Psalms and, and our egos with the, uh, yeah. you know, who, who's who's a champ here? Who's getting the belt? Who's going to win that prize? So there's,
0: uh, so, so there is, is there going to be yeah. sort of a competition?
1: Yeah, no, yeah. So there is this actually a competition between professionals. So that's the first thing, and then throughout the day we we. Um, made it so that anybody can kind of jump in to, you know, compete, you know, just, just test their knowledge. just as a fun thing for the community to do, but yeah, there's a, there's a monetary prize for the competition. You know, wine finally is in on it. We it out a scholarship from WSET. Like it's real out here.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And so then the neck, the final day is like the, the big roses and Rose awards brunch. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what is, what do we expect from that event? And um, how long have you been doing the awards brunch now? Cause you started it when you were doing it at Essence Fest, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this will be the third year. Um, okay. And I really, I started this because again, we didn't see a, us in the space. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up and I'm like, so you're telling me there's not a single black and brown brand that deserves to be celebrated at these Oscar so white awards brunches. Mm-hmm. You telling me that, or did you get to cherry pick who you have political connections with or, <laughs> or who's palatable to you? Like, right. are you And a lot of times black and brown brands don't even get through the door because you don't like the label because, you know, we're talking right. about economics again, right? A lot of people are bootstrapping. We don't get the loans. We don't get those things. And so I really just wanted to create something where we can be celebrated and amplified, um, and, you know, I want to be able to give people their flowers while they're here. That's why it's called Roses and Rosé.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so the brunch is Sunday. Um, it's going to be amazing. We're doing an awards show. We're live streaming an award show to Facebook. Um, but, you know, it has two components this year. We're really honing in on the legends of the space. You know, people who have been uh, doing this work for years and years who've never really been celebrated the way that they deserved. You know, um, so you have Dorothy Gator, you know, you have Brown Estate, we have uh, Iris Rideau, who, you know, was the first black woman to open up um, a tasting room in the country and never, you know, like these people who paved the way for us to even be here and be doing things um, are being celebrated as legends. And so those awards next year will be named after them. And then we also- Oh, that's got in-
0: really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I'm super that's excited really about it. Awesome. And all of them that's are too really like, awesome. Every one of them cried. And I said, you know what? That's like, I didn't even think about it that way. You know, I just really wanted to celebrate them. But the fact that it touched them so much and they, they literally cried and was just like, thank you for seeing me. That's, that was literally all I needed. Um, and then we're doing Fresh Faces, which brings in the new group. Right. The newcomers mm-hmm. of people who are coming in, you know, just got into the industry or trying to make a name for themselves that deserve to be recognized because we push the trends, we push the cultures forward. So we need to be paying attention to who is doing what. So I'm super excited about that. And then afterwards, you know, like you said, there's lots of partying. So,
0: yeah, I love it.
1: (laughs) We're going to the roof. We're doing um, a rosé lounge up on the roof. And, you know, it's just a day party with a DJ. and We're just going to vibe out and celebrate each other. And, it's, you know, this whole thing is really just a love fest. That's just what I keep saying, because it is. It's a love fest. And it's not just for black people. It's what. The why community should be or should look like, right? Like it's the standard. This this is the new standard. This is what we can look like if we come from an equitable, non-traumatic space and just celebrate each other, right? Is I think that that is incredible. I mean, VinePair is up for an award, by the way. I don't know if you saw that.
0: I mean, I'm 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 not. I didn't <laughs> want to make it about VinePair. We're very honored, but. <laughs> I mean, look, we're, we're, we're coming down with five staff members. Like yes. we are pumped for this. Very I have to tell exciting. you, this is, this is the most, I, I've, I've never been this excited about a wine festival. Cause as you said, a lot of them are really boring, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, and just like not about fun. It's much more about pretension. Like who are you going to see? How are you going to interact? I will tell you, I just got a little nervous because I was looking at the roses and rose awards brunch and I did see the attire of, Nude, pink, and red. I'm like, I don't know what I have. Now oh, I got to go figure you? it out. It's not,
1: no, it's not that Man. serious. This well, should I you? wear a
0: tux? <laughs> no. Maybe I'll wear a tux.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I would, I would die laughing before it's like, so you <laughs> don't have to wear a tux. Where would you wear it? I love it.
0: I think, it's, I think it's just super cool what you're doing. And I think Thank you. this this entire event, it just makes so much sense. It's so yeah. needed. Where you're doing it makes so much sense. Yeah. You know, it's it's this city that like, Again, I, I you know we say this a lot, like I don't get why the producers in wine ignore all these other cities right that are, have amazing wine cultures that have people who are really excited, right so putting the spotlight to on Atlanta, the largest city in the south, mm-hmm. just makes so much sense mm-hmm. um, and I think this thing is just going to be amazing um, it is, and I'm, I'm super really, excited. Really excited So um, how many people are you expecting?
1: You know, we cut back because we want to be responsible with COVID, even if Atlanta is still open, you know, we, we cut back. So we probably won't have more than, um, you know, some events will only have a hundred, 150 people. Mm Um, but really 150 is, is kind of almost the max city winery can hold a good amount of people. And we have almost the entire space except for the basement. So, but even still we, we cut back and we're very um, conscious of COVID and we want people Mm -hmm. to be safe and comfortable and This is not – a lot of events are outdoors, which I know was very intentional as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just just want to make sure the numbers don't really matter to me. You know, if if the numbers are not outrageous this year, that is fine with me because at least people are safe.
0: Well, so I was going to ask you, so how are you navigating it? I mean, it's been – I feel like especially in the last – few weeks everything has changed so much Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. you know probably when you were really thinking about this in the spring it felt like we were going to get past this thing
1: Mm -hmm. you know and
0: now we have delta and yeah you know people are starting to sort of freak out again so you know just as an entrepreneur and as you know how are you and your team thinking about covid
1: when we saw the numbers starting to rise like i said we put a cap on the Mm -hmm. number of tickets that could be sold Mm -hmm. um then we started rearranging you know seating and, and all the rest of that stuff. Um, and, you know, we put some protocols in place. So with city winery, for instance, everybody, and this is a city winery policy, but everybody has to have either a negative COVID test um, from 72 hours prior or um, be vaccinated. You have mm-hmm. to show proof yep. of one or the other one. And, you know, if you get to the door and you don't have either, we've even made it even easier. We give it, we're giving rapid tests. Wow. Okay. But, we're just really trying to make sure like,
0: yeah, I mean, you got to, right. You got to be as safe as possible. And then the cookouts outside on the roof, right.
1: The cookout is outside. Um, but even so, we're still encouraging people to get COVID tests and to, you know, if, if you're not vaccinated, um, at least show us that you can, you know, you, you want to be in the space with humans, mm-hmm. like,
0: <laughs> right. Totally.
1: You have your rights. You're, you're you're entitled to whatever you think are your rights, and I'm not pushing anything on anybody. But safety, I am going to push safety on people because <laughs> I won't be responsible for having, um, you know, uh, an, a event that's like spreading a, a deadly virus. I don't I don't I don't feel comfortable with that. Obviously,
0: totally. So where did where are people coming from? Are they coming from all over the country?
1: Yes, this room block has sold out four times now. (laughs) That's awesome. People are definitely traveling. And, you know, I really would love to get the locals to to rev it up because the tickets are almost sold out. And once they're done, like I said, that's, that's kind of it. And and until next year, uh, but definitely lots of traveling um, uh, guests and super excited that everybody gets to see and meet each other, you know, finally, and um, Mm -hmm. just be in support and community together. Like, no competition, like yes, this is an awards brunch and blah, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, we're all validated, right? Right. Because we're all supporting each other, and and that's what it's centered around. So, um, super excited about that.
0: Very cool. Well, I mean, th- look, I'm really excited for this. I I think we're going to have to probably do another episode afterwards where we recap what happened because yeah. um, people have to know <laughs> what went down. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't wait to hang out with you in Atlanta. This is going to be so much fun.
1: Yes. And thank you so much for all of your support. Like I told you before, like, um, I, I totally respect your work and buying pair. And I absolutely love what you guys are doing. And, you know, you, you guys were above uh, ahead of the curve prior to, 2020 when everybody decided, oh, you know, let's jump on this bandwagon. It wasn't a bandwagon for you. So I always have a lot, a ton of respect for that and which the work that you guys do. Sure.
0: Thank you so much. That, that really means a lot. And, uh, you know, we, we love supporting you and what you're doing and all these other just amazing initiatives. I would love to give a special shout out to my Vine Pair co-founder, Josh Mallon, for helping make all this possible. And also to Keith Beavers, Vine Pair Station Director, who is additionally a producer on this show. I also want to, of course, thank every other member of the Vine Pair team who are instrumental in all of the ideas that go into making this show every week. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again.